Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. Well, I'm Jason Evans, alongside Kyle Lee, who is drinking his coffee in the form of a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Kyle. <sighs> well, good morning, Kyle, now that you've had your double shot of, of the Java. How are you feeling, man? I'm great. All the uh, all the comments we've been getting getting have been saying, "Hey, we need to hear a lot more slurping in the mic." Yeah. So, thought I would. Yeah, that's the the only reviews we get on uh, on uh, the Apple Podcast pages. How come there's not more yeah. slurping? Less talking, more slurping. Yeah, and that's what I'm here to deliver. So we're gonna try to do that more often. Well, uh, we hope that you are enjoying your. Uh, maybe your morning brew or morning dew, or maybe it's the afternoon, or maybe the evening, uh, whatever time it is, wherever you're at, and whatever beverage you're partaking in, we hope that you are having a great day and a great, great week, whatever this Maybe you're is. taking communion right now. Maybe, but you, you probably shouldn't be listening to this if you're taking communion. Hey Amen. I don't know. Everything's spiritual. <laughs> All right, Rob. Hashtag Rob Bell. <laughs> Oh, Rob Bell, you know, he's, he's, he's doing it, you know, he's He's on this journey. Yeah. He's on, he's on this journey, just like all of us on a journey. Well, we we got deep right out of the gate. Yeah. That's pretty good. Like, I mean, we could, maybe we should get Rob on here. Do you think he would join us? I think if we paid him enough, Mm. he would do anything. Well, that, that could probably be said for most people, I think, but I don't know. You don't have to pay me that much and I would do lots of things. Yeah. Well, I'm glad right now you do this without being paid at all. I mean, that's that's always Wait, a plus. Wait, what? Oh, oh, come on. You know. You know, Kyle, we do this because we love it. That's why we do it. Um, well, Kyle, it's been a great, great couple of weeks. We just finished up the Create Initiative Film Festival and uh, had an awesome time at Circle Cinema in Tulsa. Had a, had a good turnout. Had uh, some great films to review, some graphic design pieces, and uh, had a couple winners and uh, had, had a lot of fun. And uh, if you missed it, make sure put on your calendars for next year. Uh, it, it, it is probably one of the most fun events we do throughout the year. Um, and I'd love to talk about it more, Kyle, but you also missed it. Did the theater, I've been wondering about this, did they have, what kind of soda did they have? Uh, Coke products. Ugh. They did have Dr. Pepper though. Yeah. Dr. Pepper goes both ways. Yeah. Well, but not all theaters, you know, some theaters that carry Coke. We'll do Mr. Pibb. We'll do which Mr. Pibb, which is, is not. delicious. No, no, it's not. Okay. You like it? Yes, I love Mr. Pitt. That's the only reason I ever go to Chipotle. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, I don't know. That's a little surprising, I have to say. When I got to college at Swasu, Southwestern Oklahoma State, they didn't have Dr. Pepper on campus. Okay. Anywhere. It was all Mr. Pitt. Oh, okay. And then that was the big deal. Like my sophomore year, they're bringing in Dr. Pepper. <laughs> but by that time, you'd already converted. Yeah, well, the theater I grew up. And Duncan, the theater, only had Mr. Pibb. Yeah. So I was like, what is this stuff? <laughs> it's, what is it called? It's Pibb Extra now. Okay. That's the name now, which okay. is lame. But <laughs> well, I was a Dr. Thunder kid, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely had my fair share of that. But it, uh, I don't know. I think Dr. Pepper is the one that holds out. So, But that's that's what they have. Uh, they, they have popcorn 
you know, candies, things like that. So uh, it's a nice, good, good concession stand. And it's always great being over there. So uh, if anyone from Circle Cinema is listening, thank you for allowing us to come over. But uh, Kyle, I'm really, next year I expect to see uh, there. some original work. Wait till you see this this new one I've been working on. Okay. Do you have any insights or are you really going to keep it keep it kind of yeah, I'm going to keep it hush-hush because, okay. uh, you know, I don't want it to get out there and get remade by Hollywood. And so. Yeah. But this thing is buzzing. Okay. Oscar buzz already. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to, to see it next year at the film festival. So uh, go ahead and start working on your films. Go ahead and start working on your projects. I will say, Kyle, this year, our, our audience choice winner, Richard Smith, for the, the video category, um, completely original work. It was not it was not created for like the church and like he didn't it wasn't already made for something that their church has done or hadn't been released in the world, made its world premiere at the film festival. Man, Richard's the man. He is. He is a very creative dude. He's always doing creative stuff. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's always got just ideas buzzing. I'm, so. I'm wondering if he ever goes home. I think he does. I think the question is, does he ever sleep? That's what I I, I wonder. Because if um, you follow him on Instagram, he's doing a billion things a day. He is, and the reason I not, know... Not, I mean, that's a good... Like, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. The reason I know he goes home is because... Um, if he's not like working on something like, you know, taking photos or working on a creative piece, it seems like he's building something at his house. So just always on the go, always doing something, always creating things. Congrats, so, Richard. Congratulations, Richard. Well, Kyle, uh, as we get rolling here on the show, let's do our segment, Something New. We both are uh, bringing something to the table. It might be a little bit different today. Uh, do you want to go first or you want me to? Doesn't matter to me. Well, I, I, let's save yours because I, I think yours... Uh, Mine's pretty in-depth. It's, so. it's pretty intense. Um, what I want to talk about is this may be something uh, people are familiar with, but it's the, the Mix You podcast, and Mix You is M-X-U. And this is a podcast that features Andrew Stone uh, from Church on the Move, uh, Lee Fields from uh, uh, Lincoln Brewster's Church out in Sacramento, and then uh, Jeff Sandstrom who is uh, the, uh, the lead audio tech for Chris Tomlin on his tours. And uh, these are three super knowledgeable audio guys. And if you, if you live in that audio world, uh, they, they just share so much insight. And so uh, if, if, that, if that's your, your bread and butter, I would highly encourage you to listen to the Mix You podcast. But um, even beyond that, their latest episode... Um, was taken, they, they spoke at a conference, Philo conference in Chicago, and it, they kind of did a panel discussion. And the title of their talk was How Not to Waste Your Church's Money. And uh, Kyle, I just want to tell you, it was, I think it is just a great episode. And, and there were a lot of principles and, and uh, techniques and, and things that they talk about that they go from the smallest church to the largest church. Because um, it's not so much how do you spend a $80,000 budget, but it was just like, how do you make sure that you're getting the right equipment for your church? And how do, how do you work with integrators and how do you work with ordering equipment, all that kind of stuff. So it was just super great, um, very practical. So I would highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah. I think that's good to know to for them to talk about too, because I think a lot of times, maybe it, maybe it is a smaller church or a church with a smaller budget will be like, well, if I could just buy this, if I could just spend $5,000 and get all this, then that would solve all our problems and maybe have ran into, I know a couple of times when I'm like, Oh, if I could just get this to solve mm -hmm. my problems, end up getting it. And it's like, 
oh, it didn't solve. Yeah. It didn't solve anything, you know, cause I, I don't even either. I wouldn't know how to best implement it or, um, that wasn't the problem in the first place. Yeah. That was just an excuse for the problem. And so how about that? I'm, I'm going to check that podcast out. Yeah, it's good. And the, I mean, all their episodes are pretty good. They'll bring on other audio techs. Um, so you get some good stories. They, they do a segment that's great. It's, they do uh, comment cards. And so like, they'll have people, you know, send in like pictures of actual like uh, comment cards that are yes. usually like the prayer request cards, but people, um, and so, uh, it's pretty good. If you're familiar, Andrew Stone's been on the podcast, uh, before. And so if you've heard that episode, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of a, uh, he kind of lays it all out there. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll let you know how he feels. Well, it's him and, uh, two other guys who let you know how they feel. So, uh, it, it can be pretty entertaining at times and, yeah. uh, you know, those maybe- comment cards, man, this Facebook group I'm in for worship leaders, they post some comment cards on there and there was one about someone just wrote in all, like all caps real big over the whole card. Um, that singer needs to wear shoes. And so, <laughs> and there was like 300 comments on, yeah. on the post and like of people arguing back and forth whether or not someone on stage needed to have shoes on. Yeah. And so, um, it's just <laughs> stuff like that every single day that people are spending hours. And so, yeah, that's you, you can get some good ones uh, living in the church world. And so they, they have a few that, that come up that are uh, every once in a while there's one that's just it's really good, like really good. They'll spend some time talking about it. But um, if you're if you're in the audio world at all, at the church, I highly recommend it. One thing about this episode in particular that I loved is um, is and, and these guys, obviously, they're kind of at the peak of their game in the professional sense. They are at large churches or doing large scale tours, but. Um, one thing they talk about is the leverage you hold with integrators and you have the ability to ask specific questions about, you know, are, are you giving me the best price? What's your margin on these things and, and stuff like that. And so, um, there are just little things in there that I thought like, yeah, that, that is a really good tip. Like, you know, if you're working on doing any kind of an install or anything, so, um, check it out. Uh, if that, if that's anything that interests you, well, Kyle, what do you got for us? Man, just like how helpful yours was. Mine is super helpful also. Yeah. And so we've all been there whenever we go to our favorite website or maybe we've worked on a website of our own and the website crashes and, and the little, um, error 500 pops up. Yeah. This site's not responding, blah, blah, blah. Check your internet connection. Try again, whatever it may be. Whoa. Sorry. I just hit the mic. <laughs> and then, uh, well, that happened to the BBC yesterday, or I think it was yesterday. And, uh, yeah, I think it was yesterday. And instead of just putting up a regular error 500, the site is not responding, please try again, whatever it normally would be. They put up the most terrifying picture that has ever been on the internet. And so if you can imagine the scariest clown you've ever seen, with flames behind it and a little 500 next to it. That's what they decided to put up. And the internet was going nuts about Rightfully it. Rightfully so. Nut, the yeah. Going, going crazy about it. So obviously, yeah, this has nothing to do or is not helpful with anything. I just wanted everyone to look up BBC Scary Clown or BBC Air 500 Clown. Um, yeah, we looked up a little bit of where the clown came from, but... 
that's not important. You can look at it in the, we'll, we'll tag a link to the article. Yeah. You can look up that, but all you need to know is that this clown is so scary. I'm never going to go to bbc.com ever again. That is, that is correct. Um, it, it is, it is, I don't even know, like it, it's like a hand puppet or something. We found out know. that it's Bubbles the Clown. It is Bubbles the Clown. Which makes it even scarier. Yeah. And the original image of Bubbles the Clown uh, that it looks like came out in like 1991 was uh, an eight-year-old girl with I think Bubbles it was before the that. Clown. Was it before that? Yeah, that was the first, because um, it was the first card they put up in color, the test cards. Okay. And so I would say it's probably like in the 50s. Oh, that is amazing. The girl, though, she kind of looks terrifying, too. Like, she's like, she's got this, like, she's turned sideways looking at the camera. Yeah. Side-eyed, like, you you guys know what me and Bubbles are about to do to y'all. <laughs> like, she's playing tic-tac-toe, and so. Yeah. But is she playing with Bubbles? It is. It is very, very terrifying. So there's a link on the show notes. So go check it out. And uh, what is your most terrifying clown image in your lifetime? Send it to us. We would love to hear about it. And, uh, you know, clowns are... I don't have, like, a fear of clowns, Kyle, but there's definitely the creepy factor to them. I don't have a fear of clowns in an appropriate setting. Mm-hmm. But anytime you see a clown where it doesn't belong, just immediately it's a raises, yeah, raises some, uh, some tension. <laughs> so, I mean, my grandpa was a clown. Was he really? I mean, not, like, all the time. Like, a clown... But he was a traveling uh, evangelist. Okay, and, and he did, would do clown did stuff. kids crusades, and so him and my dad would. Um, they had a little stint there when they would do the crusades, dressed up like clowns. Okay, and so he do like balloon animals. And balloon animals. And he would stuff. do lots of magic, mm-hmm. and so, um, well, I put magic in quotations because you know you start bringing magic and real magic into the church. Then yeah, um, but no. So I have fond memories of being five years old and sitting in my in between my dad as a clown and my grandpa as a clown <laughs> and my grandpa's uh old dodge ram yeah and so nice the old pickup truck so it might explain a lot about me that does that does potentially provide insight and definitely definitely has opportunities to do so um that's kind of cool though i mean yeah i agree i guess in the right context a clown yeah a clown is all right. Like when he passed away, they didn't like. He wasn't a clown in the well, in the casket. Good. That that's that's probably good. So, I guess he was just a part time clown. Hmm. Just part time. Well, on that note, he would make these milkshakes <laughs> for his kids' crusades. <laughs> Giant, like in a trash can milkshake. For what? Like then they would like ladle it out in the, into a cup for the kids. For the kids? Yeah. Were they good? I remember them tasting just like chocolate milk, but I still thought it was good. Huh. In a trash can, like that that much. Yeah, it was like a it was made to look like a cup. It had like a big fake straw come out of it, like striped straw. <laughs> Do you and have any then, pictures of this? Uh my mom would probably would. She I would love is, to see a picture. She's of this. the uh, scrapbooker okay. and so but I would love to see this giant cup. Yeah, I still have well, I mean we may still have his his clown, you know, I had the jacket that he wore that had the flower that you could squirt mm-hmm. people with. And so, um, wow. I got, I inherited his magic tricks. So, Do you know him? Uh, well, it sounds like you could have a new career, Kyle. 
I know the gimmicky wins that don't take any thought, like yeah. where you could just pull a scarf out of your sleeve or yeah. your mouth forever. Yeah. And so. <laughs> well, if this podcasting thing doesn't work out. Maybe we should start a side podcast all about close-up magic. Well, I mean, if you can lead it, I don't, I don't know much about magic. I don't really either, but. We could figure it out though, right? I heard the best way to f- learn how to do something is starting a podcast about it. Oh, really? Where'd you hear that? Uh, it was this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this is going so off the rails. Uh, we better take a break. We're going to come back. We've got a great interview that has nothing to do with clowns or magic. And, uh, so we'll be right back. back to the Create Initiative podcast. Uh, Kyle, on today's show, we have a very special guest, Robin Estrada, who is the Executive Pastor and Communication and Creative Arts Director at Victory Family Church in Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, Robin, some may remember, uh, was one of our workshop uh, uh, breakout session leaders and talked about social media. And uh, so I wanted to just sit down with Robin and, and talk about social media and communication in the church. And uh, th- they are a church that, that I see that I think does that stuff very well. And so I wanted to talk to her and uh, just kind of hear her thoughts, kind of some of their process, what their strategies are. And so that's what we talk about. And uh, let's get right to it. Here is our interview with Robin Estrada. Well, Robin, thank you so much for being part of the Create Initiative podcast. Uh, for those who may not know you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you do here at Victory Family Church? Yeah, so I am the executive pastor of Creative and Communications, which can mean a lot. And a lot of times people say creative pastor, people usually ask, what does that even mean? Um, so I oversee our marketing, our Sunday worship experiences, um, any graphic design, I kind of have my hands on that. Um, we outsource a little bit of that, but kind of just the overall direction of that. Um, our video teams, and then our production staff. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's fun. It always keeps me busy. Yeah, I bet. So um, kind of what does maybe a week look like? Just broad broad picture, what does that look like for you? Yep, so I oversee six staff members right now. Okay. So a lot is um, kind of getting ready for Sunday, but meeting with each individual team, checking in with them and seeing what they're doing with their volunteer teams, Um, meeting with our pastor, um, trying to plan sermon series, uh, new ideas. Right now it's a lot of building for new campuses that we're hoping to launch. Um, we're in the middle of a building construction, so figuring out, I mean, all the AVL stuff that yeah. we need for that. Um, a lot of probably bigger decisions lately, just because that's just the season that we're in. Um, but yeah. Well, that's cool. And how long have you been here at Victory Family? So I've been here for five years. Okay. Since- have you been on staff that whole time? Yep. So when we came to Norman and started the church five years ago, I was okay. one of the first five people that were on staff. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You're one of the founders. I well, guess I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I, honestly, I, know I didn't plan on really going this direction yet. But um, so before we recorded, you mentioned that you feel like the last three years have been in construction yep. for this church. Um, 
from a from a staff perspective and from someone who oversees the communications of the church um there's there's a reason for that construction and mm-hmm. if you want i'd love for you to tell that a little bit um but then ex- could you explain maybe a little bit of how that's affected what you do yeah so when we first started the church we we're at a location on barry and boyd and norman um we we're there for about a year I think in near two months. And so then we moved over to our current location. We had to remodel a lot of stuff. Um, so we did that whole process. So it kind of felt like we're in a, we did that within mm-hmm. three weeks. It felt like an, a, a building construction phase, I guess. Um, and so then after that, six months in, we had a, we added lobby space, a balcony, and then changed all our offices into kids' classrooms. <laughs> So what I did a lot with that was just trying to figure out creative look design, um, stuff for our lobby. There's new graphics we have to put up. Um, there's signage. Um, just trying to figure all that out. And then I'm trying to remember time. And then a year ago, we went into another building phase and added our current awning, more parking space. Um, and then also being a part of our lead team is kind of being in that whole Mm-hmm. phase of it and then currently right now we're adding a whole nother auditorium um and then a whole nother kids space so what we'll do now is we do four experiences on a sunday and we're actually adding two more to do simultaneously between those so we'll do an 8 30 9 15 10 30 11 15 and one o'clock wow and we'll do two of those on video okay so we'll do kind of we're trying to test more so two campuses on one location okay and most of the time because people want to go to church at what time 10 o'clock usually yeah, is the big yeah. and that's what we found so we're trying to do let's do four experiences within the prime experience times wow so uh, well and and ultimately the reason for all this construction is growth right yeah. i mean it's yep. what you want yep right um what has that been like you know once again seeing it from a staff perspective mm-hmm. to just see the church just kind of blow up in these last what, five years? Yeah. So when I first started, I actually oversaw kids too. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday. So we have five staff members. We You do multiple jobs. Um, so even just from our staff, now we have 35 on staff. Wow. And just the growth of in five years. I think last year we had 20. So we've had 15 staff members are trying to get the staff to feel like family to make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the growth over the last five years has been really exciting. Um we love growing, but also there's challenges to it is that we're always trying to stay ahead of the growth Mm -hmm. when it comes to systems or even just through my job with marketing, social media, um, making sure that we stay ahead of the growth. Um, so I think a lot is just trying to think ahead and adjusting constantly Mm. instead of feeling like sometimes I feel like I'm always behind Yeah, because we are growing at a faster pace. And so, and there's some, honestly, there's some negatives to growing at a faster pace. We're always trying to fight to make sure we still have a big thing, a part of our, our churches that we want a family feel, we want people yeah. feel like they're home. We want people to feel connected. We want people involved in small groups. And when you grow so fast, it's kind of hard to like get some of that smaller stuff and stay Yeah, the stuff that makes you feel like that. So we're always feel like we're always fighting of, we don't want to grow too fast because we don't want to leave people behind. We want people to make sure they're getting plugged in, but so that's some of the challenges, I guess, of growing yeah. too. Yeah, and I mean, as a total outsider, every time I come in this building, I, I do feel that that family uh, aspect. That's I mean, awesome. and it is a, I mean, it's a great facility. It's a, it's a large facility compared to to a lot of churches, mm-hmm. but even so, it does feel 
uh, it feels like a family environment. So you guys do a good job with that for sure. Thank you. Um, so beyond the growth and kind of, you've probably been thrown in places that maybe you've had to grow uh, because of the situation you were thrown into. Um, uh, let's look at the kind of the marketing and social media Mm -hmm. side of it. What in your mind has, has prepared you like in, um, did you go to school for any of this stuff? Did you, what kind of training did you do to to prepare for this spot in the church? Yeah. So when we started five years ago, I, I had never opened up a design program. Okay. I took a class and it was like a 3d graph class and I made a soccer field cause I liked soccer growing up and that's basically the only graphic design I've ever done. Um, and then I actually went to school for counseling. Okay. And so like, I felt like when we first started, I was out of everyone. They're like, well, Robin's more likely to like social media and marketing and graphic design. So how about you just learn it? Yeah. Um, so it's funny. I'll look at some graphics I made the first year and I've, I'm, I've taken them all off our Facebook. So I'm like, these are awful. <laughs> I can't put these out there anymore. Um, but yeah, so I think that when we first started is kind of, and I always, I'll, I'll talk with people a lot about social media and I'll try to encourage people the sense of like, I've been doing this for five years and now I do majority there's another girl on Safi does graphic design that we outsource some stuff, but I do majority of our graphic design. Yeah. So I've kind of had to teach myself, um, at, at a quicker pace in the last five years or even just social media. I've always enjoyed, um, social media, I always enjoyed the idea of marketing or coming up with random ideas and trying yeah. to get people to like it. But there's nothing I feel like, I think just my whole life experience is just stuff I just enjoyed. That's kind of prepared me for now. Even growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But there's even stuff I do in my job now. It's all little stuff like I enjoyed doing. Yeah. So, I mean, did you pretty much immediately found out that, hey, I, I really like doing this? Mm-hmm. And, and so, I, I just read a lot. Yeah. And even now, every morning I read articles and every night I read articles. Just especially with social media, it changes so quickly that yeah. I have to. It's more like I'm constantly adjusting and preparing myself Yeah. instead of trying to learn off things I learned years ago. Do you, off the top of your head, do you know, what, what are some of these places you go and search for the articles? Yeah. So when we first started, I met with actually a lot of, um, different churches. I actually, I don't know if there's new life church in Arkansas, mm-hmm. Rick was met mm-hmm. with their creative staff and they actually helped a lot. Um, there's so many Facebook groups now, I feel like, yeah, like the pro church media one, there's a creative communication. I, f- I mean, there's so much stuff on there that people ask questions and I'll just read what people are suggesting. Um, so that's where I look a lot. And then I also look at Carrie Newhoff. Yeah. I look, honestly, there's a lot of startup companies I follow just to see how they do their marketing. Um, I don't stay inside of the church world just because yeah. there's a lot of people out there that know, um, a lot of good stuff. Um, so I think those are like kind of the main ones. Carrie Newhoff has really helped a lot. And then there's this lady, I can't think of her last name. Her name's Sandy something. And she's like a social media guru in yeah. the secular world. And so... I'll follow her a lot and I've taken um, classes from her. They have like online seminar classes. I'll get myself into a lot of those, watch a lot of videos, yeah. on that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you you definitely don't have a problem just immersing yourself no. into that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's got to be a good skill to have. Um, along with that, I, I couldn't escape the, the going to school for counseling. Um, I, I've got to feel like there, there are some insights you probably gain in that and the way people think and the way people work that has also helped in, in communicating. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's, I like to, 
analyze people. Yeah. And so then a lot of times what I'll do even with, when I'm putting content out is how will people receive this? What kind of person am I trying to target? Yeah. And then trying to reach, and especially a lot in counseling classes, it is a study of people. Yeah. So I'm trying to, and a lot of times I feel like social media kind of is like that. And I'm trying to figure out what's going to grab people's attention. Um, what's going to make them connect to the content. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's really deep dive into that, into that okay. idea of social media and what, uh, what makes it work? Because I've got to be honest with you. I have kind of developed a hate, hate relationship <laughs> with social media. And I mean, I know a lot of people have those, I mean, there's probably a lot of people who hate what it's become, mm-hmm. but even from a, a marketing standpoint, sometimes I just feel like I'm beating my head against a wall yeah. trying to come up with stuff, yeah. you know, uh, fresh content. But, um, so, uh, let's, let's kind of start broad and okay. first of all, and say, um, in your opinion, how, what are, what are ways that you've seen churches effectively use social media? Yep. So when we started the church, we actually, all our marketing was through social media. Okay. Um, we didn't do billboards. We did one mailer. It didn't work out very well, but we still did it cause just kind of everyone told us yeah. we should try that. Um, but even now, like studying social media now, uh, and just church attendance in general, like I think a couple of years ago, the average church attendance used to be people would go to church 2.7 times a month, but now it's 1.8. Okay. And so what that's, and a lot of times that kind of, it's really sad mm-hmm. that, but I think in the past attendance would drive engagement, but now engagement is what drives people's attendance to go through the doors. So what we try to do a lot of times, and I've seen churches do a good job is, I mean, you have 29. So if people go to church now, 1.7 times, let's say that's two times a month. Yeah. Um, I think the churches that are doing the best job is that people that are meeting the people in their homes, the other 28, 29 days, they're not in church. So what we try to do is we try to put, we and even just now people spend an hour and 45 minutes on social media. So people are on social media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whether they're scrolling or anything, hate it or love it, people somehow yeah. end up yeah. on there. Um, so our philosophy, even just as a church, is like we want to be the loudest voice on their social media. We want, we want to get people scrolling through and like, oh, there's something from the church or there's something from the church or this and that. Um, so we, little things that we've tried to do is we've done a lot of Facebook Lives, which is, I feel like, blown up in just general the mm-hmm. last couple months that Facebook's pushing those. Um, we have our pastor do a lot of those because, I mean, even now I think – he'll do a Facebook live and they'll, in a week, it'll hit five to 10,000 people. Okay. So instead of meeting people just on Sundays, we're like, how can we meet them on a Monday, on a yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? How can we connect with them? Because yeah, people aren't going through the doors of the churches as they used to. Yeah. So try to figure out ways. Are, are, are you strategic about what those Facebook lives are? Like is, is Monday a specific thing and then like Wednesday or Thursday or, or yep. how does that work? So he does them right now. We're doing, we actually used to do Sunday nights, but now we're doing Thursday. And, and the cool thing about Facebook live is pe- people want it not polished. Mm-hmm. And so, um, even with our pastor, it's real, he's real laid back and it's kind of an opportunity for people to kind of get to know him on a yeah. one, like he can interact with them. He can hit comments that people are saying. Um, but yeah, so we do those every Tuesday and then we also do Facebook live Sunday mornings, yeah. just our normal social or Sunday worship experiences. Okay. Do you do a specific one or do you do all of we them? We actually did two. So we used to do just two. do one and then we did two on accident and then it worked well okay. and we're like, this is a different audience and different people. So why not just do two? Okay. Cause it, 
I mean, when you get on Facebook and see so-and-so's live now, we're like, now we're just live for two hours instead of an hour. So does your pastor on these Tuesday ones, does he just kind of, is it a thing where he's, he seeks interaction or does he kind of have a thought or an idea that he promotes and then the interaction follows? Yeah. So he kind of both. Okay. Um, so one, he thinks of something that, okay, I know people are going to ask more questions about. There's times he'll, he'll put out on Facebook and the church will put out anything you want pastor Adam to talk about tonight. And so that gives people a chance of, here's something that's been on my heart that I would love to hear my pastor's heart about. Yeah. Um, so we've done that a couple different times. Um, but throughout, throughout the whole Facebook, I think he's always looking for people to be able to give feedback or to have interaction with him. Yeah. And, uh, so I think you've mentioned it, but so, and you'll, you'll promote these, you'll mm-hmm. use Facebook to promote, Hey, at Tuesday at such and such time, this is yep. going to happen. And so, you know, ask your questions or whatever. Yeah. Do you find that that's like the promotion itself actually helps to drive engagement? Yeah, no, for sure. I think we do that through, um, Instagram, okay. Instagram stories, Instagram stores have blown up kind of a lot recently. Okay. Um, and then Twitter and Facebook, but majority of just our church audience is on Facebook. Yeah. And I think that's probably the norm for Mm -hmm. moms between the ages of 25 and 40 is kind of our market. Yeah. I was looking at our demographics for Facebook. Um, and it's like 63% female. Yeah. That's how it's, you know, and I know that's, it's that way across the board, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think Twitter is a little more male driven. Yeah. Yeah. I I always see that as kind of like more male or on Twitter. Yeah. On, on ours, cause I was actually looking at it this morning. Ours Mm -hmm. is, is it's really close. It's actually 51 female, 49 male on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But then Facebook's like 63% female. It's, 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 it's pretty crazy. Um, so you mentioned the Instagram stories are blowing up. Uh, I don't want to be total devil's advocate, mm-hmm. but do you feel like that has more to do with the demographics of your church or is it the, the, the media platform itself? I think it's just easy. It's as silly as it sounds. I feel like it's easier to scroll right and left. And <laughs> as you get through, to up and down. Yeah. I think you just, even I find myself now, it's just, I'm like, it's just quicker. It's yeah. less polished. Um, and even just you think about celebrities, people like watching or church people or pastors. Yeah. Um, if they're doing Instagram stories, you know, it's not usually pretty and polished. Yeah. So you get, it's more vulnerable. Um, so just for me personally, I think that just makes it more enticing. Yeah. And you, you've mentioned that a couple of times now, how the Facebook live Instagram stories, it does present itself things to be a little more raw, mm-hmm. uh, less polished. Like you yeah. mentioned, what is it that, what is it that makes that appealing, especially in the church context? Yep. Um, I think, even just the way that church is moving now, I think people do want a pastor they can relate to. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've been in church probably a good last 10 years of my life. <coughs> I grew up in the church, but even just now to see where the church is now, I think you can, I mean, you can go online and listen to a great pastor sermon easily. Mm-hmm. You can go listen to Furtick, you can go listen to Craig Rochelle, you can listen to, so if you want a good message, it's easy to go find a yeah. good message. But I think now people want a pastor of someone, okay, here's someone that I can have dialogue in a sense, not maybe not face to face, but just kind of feel like they know them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is more enticing now. Um, that's just my opinion of just kind of people are looking for someone that's a little less polished because yeah, because yeah. you can, if you want a good message, you can just go get it. Yeah. You don't have to go sit in a pew and yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I agree. I, I know for me, it's a struggle sometimes because I just come from that school of like, if you're going to make any kind of video 
Like, you know, it's going to yep. be great. You want good audio. You want good lighting. Mm-hmm. You want your so- your shots to be structured. Yep. And then it's like, you know, well, no, just throw it up there. And, mm-hmm. and man, I have such a hard time. Oh, I have, I'm the same that. way too. Yeah. Like our pastor, pastor will say, let's just take a video on your phone. I was like, the camera's right over there. Yeah. Let's just go grab the camera. <laughs> it can still not be polished, but yeah. we can still have it look decently. Well, I think there's a, honestly, I think there's a balance of just being tr- strategic on that in the sense too. Yeah. Times that, you know, you can take a video on your phone that the content's still going to be good and get the message across. And there's times where, yeah, we bring out the nice camera yeah. and well, make I, it look I think that's, that's a good point. You, you be strategic. And um, let's talk about your church, mm-hmm. uh, Victory Family. What, what kind of strategies or best practices have you guys developed in your social media model? Yeah. So we actually have each day kind of planned out. Okay. Um, and we started that early on just because I think, and even when I talk to people now, a lot of times it's, you don't have full-time social media people. Yeah. I mean, you, there's volunteer positions, but usually most people, most churches are doing, that's one of their five jobs. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what we did is, so we did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, had it all planned out. Um, on Mondays, we always do something that celebrates Sunday. Okay. So something that will get people to reconnect to what they heard yesterday. Um, something that will just, maybe there was a certain song or certain lyric that allows people to come and just kind of revisit the experience they had. And do you do you promote that with either like a photo or even like a link to the, yep. the so message we'll, or something? We'll remind people, hey, the sermon's up. Um, here's It could either be a picture picture of the pastor of our worship team or something they know of okay that was yesterday mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just easily a picture or something okay we don't really do graphics on that day um yeah and then tuesday we always do a sermon highlight um and that's just a quote or something from our pastor we've done sermon highlight videos we'll we'll take footage and a couple lines that you mm-hmm. said and make words on the video make it look cool um, so we always do that Tuesday and also th- we also promote, go listen to the sermon. Um, and that's all, that's really fun because of what we try to do through our social media in general is if we're in a series, we try to make that graphic match the series. Yeah. Yeah. So like right now we're in a series called Animal Kingdom. So on Tuesdays, our graphic will look similar to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just cause it makes it fun for our social media to change a little bit that we're not having, like we have a consistent look, but then we can change look and design within a series. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so then that's Tuesday. A lot of times we'll do stuff for, we'll promote Wednesday night too on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, Wednesdays, we do Volunteer of the Week. And we started this when we first started the church. And that's just each Sunday, um, we highlight a different volunteer in a different area. So the person that's over that volunteer area, once they know it's their week, they'll submit a name. Mm-hmm. We have a questionnaire of five questions. Um, and then take a picture of them serving. And, and that's honestly, that's just one way that we like to celebrate our people. And it's cool when we put that out, um, we'll tag those people on Facebook or Instagram. And then we're reaching their friends that see like, oh, so-and-so was a volunteer week. That's cool. Yeah. And then we'll have random people like so-and-so, so awesome. And just get easy content. Yeah. Um, and a lot of comments just because people like to celebrate each other. Um, so that's Wednesday. And then Thursday, um, we actually just started switching it up a little bit. We started doing more missions, outreach, um, stuff that we're doing inside the church. Uh, we found that a lot of times that we would do something internally, give money somewhere, but not then let the church know. Yeah, yeah. That we're doing this on Thursday. Yeah. Um, and then Friday, we we actually probably don't post a lot. 
it just depends if we have a Friday event. We'll post about that Friday. We do that lot on Thursday. It's kind of like our, our dead day. Yeah. Is that, is that statistic driven or is that like church driven or kind of what's the reason for Friday being? Honestly, we just haven't had, just for us personally, we just haven't had a lot of good feedback on Friday stuff just from views and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know if people are just getting ready for the weekend. Yeah. But we just haven't had a lot of good, yeah. What does the weekend look like? Uh, Saturday, we we used to do a Sunday set list. And also, we did that for the first four years. We just would put the set list out mm-hmm. of what we're doing on Sunday. And then um, one thing I like about our culture as a church and staff is that we like to challenge each other. So actually, our, our pastor asked me one week, he goes, why don't we do a Sunday set list? And I was like, uh... Well, I think it's good to tell the members what we're singing, but he's like, does it drive people to church? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> like, it's cool. I mean, so, I mean, he questioned me on it, but, and so then just kind of made me reevaluate. Is it like, is that really worth putting yeah. out? Yeah. Is it really building the church? Um, is it getting people there on Sundays? Probably not. It's probably just a cool factor. Um, so then we just started changing that and then we would just promote maybe something specific on Sunday. Um, and I think a lot of times it was, I say all that because we had done it for so long, it was just easy. Yeah. So I yeah. think that was one of those things that we just kind of consistently did instead of let's look back and let's challenge ourselves and see, make sure this is still working. Yeah. Um, which I think it's good for anyone to do. So yeah, Saturday's just, it's honestly just different. Um, if we're doing something special on Sunday, we'll do that on Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday, I always post three times. So I post before our 8.30 experience. Something like, so excited, here's our volunteers preparing for you, Yeah, Um, yeah. just something different. And then after our 10 o'clock, I'll post a picture of our pastor and a quote um, from that actual day. And then after our 1130, I'll either post a picture of our kids ministry, volunteers, worship. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we always do three on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Now... Let's really dive in to the weeds uh, a little bit. So are your are your, your three main channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? Yeah. And then do you do any of the other Snapchat or anything? Nope. Like? Okay. Nope. Um, so how, how, what are you using to send content to all three of those channels? Um, is it just you? Is it, are there other people, especially maybe on that Sunday where it's like in the moment mm-hmm. type stuff? Because I, I, I've noticed going back to the Instagram stories, like you guys pump the Instagram stories on Sundays, especially. So what does that look like from a, how does the content get shipped out? Yeah. So on Sundays, actually, it's awesome. I actually post the stuff, but I don't take the pictures and I don't get the actual content. Okay. Um, So we have a volunteer team. Um, We give them a sheet on Sunday. Usually it's two to three volunteers and we hear, here's your shot list. Okay. And they know, do's and don'ts when at the eight there experience we're only getting pictures of the pastor preaching yeah. or a couple worship um so we have a full volunteer team that does that now are they using are they get using cameras or are they using yep. their phones there's, okay so we have a full training we actually there's a really cool program called trained up i don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard of that yeah yeah um so we train all our volunteers through that so they'll watch videos on how to use our cameras they'll go through a whole camera training um They'll know what type of lenses they use for inside, outside okay. um, settings for inside, outsides. Um, so yeah, they'll go through a whole training with that. And yeah, and they'll check our cameras out. Okay. So we have a whole process. Okay. 
Um, yeah, and then they have a shot list, and so they just follow that shot list. And then say someone doesn't get one and a volunteer comes halfway through the day, just hand the paper over and say, here's the rest of my shot list okay. of what we have to do. So they do you have them broken up by service, or is they do you try to get one set of volunteers for the whole morning? It's broken up by service, okay. yeah. Okay. And so there's some volunteers that says, I would love to serve two times. And it's yeah. like, awesome, here's your list. Here's a, your two shots for those two experiences. Yeah. Um, and then our stories... We actually have volunteers that do that as well. Um, so we've trained them to do that. Um, they know a list of 10 things that we want. Mm-hmm. we got to make sure you hit volunteers. you got to make sure you hit kids, worship, sermon. Um, and that's solely because we want people to look at our story in a day and be like, okay, I know what it's like to go to Victor Family yeah. Church. Yeah. I've seen what the kids' ministry looks like, get a little taste of worship of the sermon, what it's like to go through the doors. Um, so they do all that on Sunday. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you answered kind of part of my question. Um, I, I was going to ask, how do you involve and train volunteers? But so maybe let me rephrase that to say, how do you get volunteers to yep. be a part of, of the content creation? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's kind of word of mouth a little bit. And though as creepy as it sounds, sometimes we'll have church members that come that follow us on Instagram. And we'll click on their thing and be like, oh, wow, their Instagram looks really nice. Okay. Like, yeah. that's someone that probably knows. So you kind of d- seek them out almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then even just as a church, we're really vocal of, like, there's literally an area. If you like anything, come let us know because I'm sure there's a place that we can plug you in. Yeah. If you like photography, we have a photography team. Um, if you like learning new stuff, we'll teach you how a couple simple graphic design programs. Yeah. Um. And I forgot to say this, our volunteer of the week, actually at this point, we have a volunteer that actually makes that graphic. It's okay. the same look, same template, yeah. and they just have to re-change out the words in the picture. Um, so we have someone that does that. And then we actually serve food on Sunday as well. Um, and they'll make a graphic that, for that as like okay. a volunteer will do that. Awesome. And it's a nice lady. I think she's in her 60s. So, and someone could say she probably doesn't have a good creative eye, but what we did is that she honestly, she said, she's like, I don't really know what looks good, yeah, but I can make something. So we said, here's your guideline, here's your colors. And we gave her a good box of what you can yeah. do. It. And then she felt like she can flourish. Like, okay, yeah. I know these are the colors, these are the fonts. And I can make this look good now because that's what you guys want. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you do you use any tools or softwares to do your posting or do you just post direct through the through the platforms? Um, I used to use like Buffer. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different ones. I use Buffer. Uh, which one that starts with the H? Hootsuite. Yep. I used yep. to use Hootsuite. But honestly, it was just, for me, it was just easier for you to post day of. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think probably as we get bigger, that's probably something I should. But I also, I man, we have, I think seven or eight different accounts now. I think if I was managing all of those ones, yeah. I would use it. But my more philosophy is I rather train people okay. and and have volunteers each of over those, which we do, instead of me having my hand on all of them. Do you uh, in, so? Um, just for example, is it like if you had like a youth ministry account? Or yep. You would have a volunteer do that. Do you still like make sure and get them the content they need, and then they post it, or do they have the freedom once you've trained them to kind of just say, like, you create your schedule, you create all this? Yep. So what we do is all anyone that wants to oversee a social media account, they do a training with me. It's about an hour long. Okay. I have a whole slideshow. I have, like, 20 different slides. We go through everything. Um, 
we have VFC social media isms that we go through and okay. things that kind of like explains who we are. Yeah. Um, we do that. And then I give them a form and they will put out their Monday, Wednesday, like they'll submit what they want their week to look like. Okay. Um, so it, it mirrors ours, but it's different. They have freedom to do if they want to do different things on different days. That's fine. But I always just encourage consistent. Yeah. Um, and then they also just kind of do like, here's a couple look and feels of videos or graphics and stuff that we kind of want our social media to represent. And so they'll, they'll submit that as well. And then a couple of Instagrams or churches that they're following to get inspiration from. Okay. And then also give them, each area has a branding guideline and things they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that it just makes it consistent throughout the whole, every social media account. We all have rules and we all kind of stay within those rules. Yeah. And it allows me to give the freedom to them because I've sat with them. I know what they're doing. Um, and I don't have to feel like I have to micromanage them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's more of a thing of like, you'll just kind of glance at what they're doing. And I guess if, if something was not up to the standards, then you would address that. But it's yep. not a thing where they have to send it to you first nope. before and it goes live. We have like a period of like, say you were mm-hmm. training we'd probably have a period of two weeks where you would send us to someone that's been approved. Maybe someone else that runs another account that knows us well. We're like, okay, we're going to match you with so-and-so. You're going to send them everything for two weeks. And then once you kind of feel like this person feels like, okay, Jason's ready to go on his own. Yeah. He can start posting his own. And also before anyone ever starts doing, we always say before like, hey, no hard feelings. If you make something, that doesn't fit our guidelines. We're telling you now. We're just going to tell you, ask you to change it. Yeah. And it's better to have those conversations ahead of time. Yeah. And yeah. kind of set that standard <laughs> instead of afterwards saying, "Hey, that's awful. Take yeah. that down." <laughs> yeah, you, you can't yeah. do that. Um, uh, I, I think that's great. I I, I want to before we. I've got a couple more questions I want to ask you, but before we get there, I I know there may be someone out there listening right now. They're like, "Well, okay. Well, she's got six people who work under her, and then she's got this whole volunteer team, and they check out cameras to take pictures mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, and then they have volunteers who manage the youth account and manage this account." And okay, so maybe it re- would require us to go back five years. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who it's one of their five or ten or twelve jobs yep. to to service their church's social media, and they don't have they don't have a volunteer team. They don't have mm-hmm. a camera, you know, yep. uh, where does, where would you say that person begin? How do they get started? And, uh, and what kind of encouragement might you give them? No. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I first started, I mean, I would, I was looking at Elevation Church and I yeah. was like, oh, we're never going to get there. Yeah. Or you look at all the big churches and you are the people who've been doing it for years and you're like, I can't hit that or yeah. I can't put content even close to that. Um, one thing I would say is that I feel like no matter what size of church you have, your biggest resource is, is people. There is volunteers. I think that's what I always try to, I think early on, we were all pushed to find volunteers because there's people out there that will do that and find purpose in that. Yeah. And they'll come in, they'll be, I mean, I think starting off, there's a couple of people that would volunteer for us and they would come up, like I was surprised people would come up like weekly. And I was like, I can't believe these people have a full-time job, and yet they'll come up and serve because they find purpose in that. Yeah. Um, so I would say for sure, start with finding a volunteer team. There's people out there that like taking pictures, even on their phones. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, phone, it looks better than part of the cameras we had five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just one, trying to build teams, trying to find, I think people are, are your greatest asset, your greatest um, resource. 
Um, and then nowadays on any phone, there's graphic design. There's a couple of um, ones I have on my phone that I'll even use randomly when I need um, simple things. Like there's one called uh, Over is really good. Is that that one's simple typography? Uh, I mean, In Light, Visco, Afterlight, those are all great. Word Swag is another one. I have literally four folders of different things. Canva is really good mm-hmm. for just simple graphics. Um, and you can make some of that stuff look like you did it on a computer. Yeah. And it just looks really good. There's a, actually a really cool one called Legend that we just started using. Legend? Yeah. And you actually do video. Okay. And it's video, t- like make words move over pictures. So it looks like you did it through a video program. Okay. Awesome. So there's, I mean, there's just a lot you can do just on your phone. But then even... I mean, talk to people, volunteer. There's volunteers that would love to come take pictures and use their own personal equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, I don't think there's limits when you have people that you can use as your resource. Well, and I think part of that goes back to, you mentioned the, the 60-year-old lady who, mm-hmm. you know, she may she may admit, or even if she wouldn't admit, maybe that she doesn't, she's not the most creative as far as look, but... Uh, sometimes I think we can look at somebody mm-hmm. and just say, well, judging by that yeah. three-piece suit, he probably doesn't, you know, he may not be the hippest or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you just give them a little bit of that guideline of like, That's I want it to true. be these colors, I want it to yep. be, like, I think you would be impressed. Um, like, you know, you just don't want to shut the door on somebody because you don't think yeah. they would be able to. And that's why it's it's so important ahead of time just to know who you are, yeah. what you're looking for, because I could then give that lady, when there's other people there probably who know it better, that we can give them a little bit more freedom because we know mm-hmm. what their taste is, but they st- we still have a box of this is what you can and can't do. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just helps us not have tough conversations later on either, yeah. that they know what their guidelines are. Yeah, definitely. Um, So uh, one question that... that this is the one that I've run up against the most. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like with what I do, it's basically event to event to event to event. So I just feel like it's just promotion and register for this. And mm-hmm. how do you prevent yourself from, from having content burnout? Yep. Um, I think when we are starting to promote event, we try to think of what's four or five different ways we can promote that okay. one thing. So um, every summer we do a thing called summer nights. It's inflatables, food trucks. We do it um, two Fridays, and then we do it for six Wednesdays. And so instead of creating the same graphic and just push, pushing that for two straight months, that that can start getting a little boring. People mm-hmm. are looking at that and saying, was that last week's post or yeah. was this this yeah. week's? Um, so we almost kind of make it where we try to like brand events. So we kind of have a logo and a look, mm-hmm. and we'll use that on top of other pictures. Um, we'll try to think of, okay, let's do this in a video format. Um, we'll have our pastor say something. So it's almost like we try to create four or five different things that we're going to promote throughout the whole series. And I mean, just for me personally, I probably will connect better with the video than some people just says, let me see the graphic and all the, the details Yeah, and yeah. I'll connect with that better. So we try to figure out different ways that we connect with the same audience, but just with different, um, visuals, yeah, yeah, visuals. different yeah. methods, um, and it, eventually people will start seeing your stuff like, all right, I've seen this video on this graphic and this actually this happens a lot. And they're like, I just got annoyed and I've eventually just watched it because <laughs> I, I'm seeing a different thing. So then I'm like, actually, I do like this. Yeah. I'll go to this event. 
Um, so just trying to figure out different ways to not repost the same thing. Yeah. And I tell, I mean, all our social media um, teams, I tell them not to repost the same thing. And if you like, just try to find different ways to post the same yeah. information, just because it makes it new. It seems like you're trying, makes it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's good. Um, it, and it does. It, I, I like the idea of before you even begin, try to create four or five different methods mm-hmm. that you can use over a two month span or, and if you have a whatever. certain like color combo, it's just changing colors out. Even yeah. just if the, bo- on the one graphic, a black, the background was black, let's make the next one white and yeah. still looks the same yeah. and still has the same feel. So you, yeah. yeah, it's almost creating like a brand yeah, that's where you good. use different, I mean, same fonts, different colors, but you can do so many different things with even just those three different things. Do you have any words of encouragement that that you might have for fellow creatives and people who do what you do? Yeah, um, I think probably the number one thing is just be authentic and be yourself. I think a lot of times we probably look at other churches and we try to take what they're doing and fit ourselves into their box instead of let's look at other churches and say, okay, how does that fit us? Um, I think it's stay true to your church culture, to who you are as a church. Um, and the one thing that's a little random, I think especially just now nowadays, there's a lot of pastors who've probably been in this for about 40 years and they're not used to social media. So say you have a pastor that probably is not a big fan of social media, just be patient with them. Um, give them time to change or maybe say you're trying to really push hey we really need to do this on social media we really need to do that um, just be patient with their process and giving them time to change things I think that's something it can get discouraged I hear I think a lot of times I talk to people of oh my pastor would never do that or my pastor's never going to do a Facebook live I think you'll be surprised about how many will as long as you're just patient with them and give them the right tools to do it Well, we want to thank Robin again for taking the time to sit down and and chat with us. Uh, That was just a wonderful interview, Kyle. Enjoyed talking with her and getting her thoughts and insights. And uh, uh, so so follow Victory Family on social media. I think you'll enjoy what you see and you'll see that they do a great job. Well, uh, Kyle, it's about time to wrap up the show, I think. Always sad. Always sad when another show comes to an end. I know. We just want it to last forever. Yeah. I'm sure all of our our, our listeners do as well. So, you know, funny side note, all you listeners, uh, we appreciate you listening. We would love for you to share the show, uh, do all the things they say to do. Leave you know, a leave, review. Leave reviews. Only if it's going to be good, though. Yeah, but only if it's going to be good. But... um. I just want to say I appreciate you listeners because at the film festival, I asked, how many of you have listened to the Create Nisha podcast? You know how many hands came up? One. None. Man. Not even wasn't one. Wasn't Josh there? Josh was there. Rude. I know. I had a couple people say, well, I've, I've, I've subscribed to it, but I haven't listened in a really long time. So if he hasn't, if Josh, since you're not listening, that's really rude of you. It is. It is. But I say all that. Just to say this, to those of you who are listening, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. 
Leave some feedback. Tell us what you want more of. Yeah, definitely. And tell us how we like, can... Like, do get, you want more magic? Yeah. Do you want more magic? Do you want more clown talk? Do you want a whole segment describing what fonts look like? Yeah. Do you want, uh, do you want us to just play short films through the airwaves so you can hear them? Would you like for me to clip my nails? Tell us. Possibilities are endless. They, they are endless. Uh, so let us know, and we would love to hear from you. And if you do enjoy the show, uh, we would love for you to share it and let your friends know, man, we, there's there's just two ridiculous people who talk in a microphone every two weeks. Uh, you should check it out. So, anyway. Well, Kyle. Next week, I'm... I'm Next episode, I'm not sure yet, but we're trying to land an interview with Bubbles the Clown. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Um, so uh, the, the BBC is kind of in uh, damage recovery mode right yeah. now, so they're, they're a little bit hard to they're get. They're needing some good with. PR, though. So Yeah, so we're thinking about bringing Bubbles on, and uh, that, that could be a wonderful interview, so hope that works out. The interview is just going to be, you're just going to hear fire crackling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no talking. It's just so bubbles. Uh, how do you like being the face of Doomsday? <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that interview, Kyle. So make it happen. Uh, well, we need to get out of here, Kyle. Other than Bubbles the Clown, do you have any closing remarks? Stay creative, my friends. There we go. Stay creative. That yeah, was good. Okay. That was better than last time. Nope. <laughs> Didn't even remember that. Oh, yeah. That, that's all right, Kyle. Uh, I think we could round out the show since we are... Uh, um, you you ra- you said no one raised their hand at the last event um, just by personally calling out people that we think should be listening. Okay. And shaming them. Okay. So maybe maybe next time around. I'll maybe next compile time. compile a whole list. Yeah, or... Uh, just as the credits roll, um, we could we could throw that together. That'd be pretty good. So uh, we'll get out of here, though. We appreciate you who do listen to the show. And I'm Kyle Lee. I'm Jason Evans. And we will see you later.